choosing rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Oh yes, there's pleasure in sin for a short time. Not because we want to isolate Russia, we don't. And back live now, uh, that was a, a sample, and as more police arrived and they found more victims, uh, it's really heartbreaking to hear them call. And when you hear that message, you're going to know that we're so close. We could be gone before this service is over. But if it does happen before the conclusion of this service, what I'm going to be sharing with you is very, very important because it could save your soul. Your soul can still be saved. We're going to be uh, continuing in the fall series on biblical prophecy that we've entitled, What to Do If You Miss the Rapture. And last week, uh, I talked with you about the rapture in great detail, defined the rapture as the catching away of the church. Um, it's going to happen. Um, Jesus is going to come back. First Thessalonians chapter 4 tells us about it. Jesus is going to come back in the clouds. Trumpet's going to sound. True believers in Christ, those dead, will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up, and so shall we ever be with the Lord, says the Apostle Paul. So we talked about how important the rapture is, that it's, it's a biblical doctrine, a biblical teaching, and it will be happening, we believe, very soon. But it, it brings up a, a very important uh, thought or a question. What happens to those who are not ready for the rapture of the church? Because only those who are ready will participate in the rapture. After the rapture will come upon this planet time of great judgment, God's judgment called the Great Tribulation, Jesus said there's never been a time like it, nor will there ever be a time again like it. That's how horrific it will be. The church will be gone during that time. We will have been raptured away, but there will be millions and billions of people who are not ready who will be left upon this planet. Is there any hope for them? That's the question I want to answer for you this morning. And I do want to tell you that the inspiration for this message came from a message I heard by a great pastor who's gone to heaven now, but his name was David Crabtree, and it greatly impacted and affected uh, my understanding of these very things. So let's get to the subject. First of all, I think that it is important for you to realize a couple of things about what the scripture teaches about the rapture. First of all, it te teaches us that the rapture is an absolute fact. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 52 says, It will all happen. This is Apostle Paul writing. And then on down, he talks about what will happen, which is he's, he's referencing the rapture of the church here. But I, I like those first four words. There's a definiteness about, the, about it. It will happen. So it's an absolute fact. The second thing I want to share with you is that it's an imminent fact. That means it could happen at any time. If we were to continue in uh, verse 52 of 1 Corinthians 15, it says it will happen in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. All right, so it's going to happen. It's, it's an absolute fact. It's an imminent fact. It could happen at any time in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. It'll all be over. So if that is true, it's important then for us to know who the Bible says will go in the rapture and who will not go, who will not be um, qualified or who will miss the rapture. The Bible tells us that there are three kinds or groupings of people in the world. 
uh, of all the ethnic groups. It has nothing to do with that, money, but three kinds of people. Revelation chapter 3, verses 15 and 16 tell us uh, those three types are, number one, the spiritually cold, number two, the spiritually hot, and number three, the spiritually lukewarm. A spiritually cold person is a person who has no desire for God. They don't follow him. They don't intend to follow him. They have no, no desire for the Lord. Uh, a spiritually hot person is the exact opposite of that. They love God passionately. They follow Jesus fully with all of their heart. But then there's this third category called the lukewarm. The lukewarm condition is perhaps the most deceptive of the Bible. The lukewarm person has just enough religion or they know just about enough about God to make them think that everything is right between them and God when in fact it is not. They, they are deceived in their own hearts. Their hearts are divided. They are spiritually complacent. And Jesus said, these are Jesus' words, not mine, in Revelations 3, verse number 13, that he would spew that person out of his mouth. In fact, he said there, I would rather a person be spiritually cold than lukewarm. Uh, so of the three, the cold, the hot, the lukewarm, the Bible teaches us that only the hot will be those who are ready for the rapture of the church. Makes sense. The unbeliever, the cold, the spiritually cold, unbelieving person certainly is not going to be ready. And then Matthew chapter 7 tells us that even people who have a, a strong outward appearance, a spiritual appearance, um, will not necessarily go to heaven. And the lukewarm are all about appearances. All right, so the, just because somebody has a good outward spiritual appearance does not mean that they are going to heaven. Only those who are hot spiritually will be ready for the trumpet to sound, will be ready for the rapture of the church. And so that leaves two categories of people who will be left behind, the cold and the lukewarm. So is there any chance for these groups of people? Well, I believe that there is a chance. I believe it is possible, even for those who have missed the rapture, to still be saved. I'll tell you why. For one thing, the Bible tells us that 144,000 Jews will be saved almost immediately upon the, the onset of the Great Tribulation, and they will become an army of evangelists sharing about Jesus Christ around the world. They were not ready for the rapture, but they will be sa saved shortly thereafter and will be evangelists evangelizing around the world. And then the book of Revelation tells us about a great multitude who will be saved out of great tribulation. So I believe that, yes, there are people who will come to Christ during the great tribulation. The great tribulation is a seven-year period of judgment upon the earth. But during this time, salvation will still be possible. Now, it will mean a whole new set of challenges but it will be possible. So for those of you who may miss the rapture, and I'm hoping that's no one in this room, 
But let me give you some important instructions. These instructions are based upon what God's word says is about to happen during the great tribulation. Because remember, I believe you can still be saved. These are eight instructions that I will give you. Number one, do not panic. Panic will take over. Fear will take over the world. When suddenly millions and millions of people are are gone, fear will take over the world. And Satan will play on your natural fear. So stay calm as you possibly can. You'll see people in panic everywhere. If you know about this and you failed to prepare yourself, you will be in panic. You will know what happened, but you can still be saved. The Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit is right now at this time that I'm preaching, acting as a restrainer against evil, a barrier, if you will, against evil in the world. He is restraining evil from doing everything that it wants to do everything that Satan wants to do, and he's doing that through his church, primarily through the intercessory prayers of God's people. You say, I can't hardly believe there's anything restraining evil. It's so bad in the world. But all you have to do is read the book of Revelation, because the book of Revelation primarily deals with what is going to happen in the world during the Great Tribulation. And you will see in that book that evil will be poured out during this great tribulation in a way that we have never seen upon the planet. There has never been a comparison. It will be a time of great and intense struggle. But today, the Holy Spirit is restraining that intense evil from taking place on the scale that it will will be during the great tribulation. And he is doing that, the Spirit is doing that through the church. But when the rapture of the church takes place, the church will be gone and the Holy Spirit will no longer hold back. He will no longer restrain Satan's evil. The evil scheme, the evil intention of Satan will be fully released upon this planet with great fury. Many people will perish because of fear. In fact, the Bible says their hearts will fail them for fear of what is coming upon the earth. Some will hate God because of it. Some will blaspheme God because of it. My first instruction to you, if you were left behind, is to stay calm. You can still be saved. Do not hate God. Don't let a spirit of hate come into your life. Don't reject God. Don't blaspheme God. It won't be easy, but you can still be saved. Point number two. Understand the time is short. The time of great tribulation is only going to last seven years. That seven years may seem like an eternity, but it will end with Jesus Christ coming back, defeating Satan, defeating the governments of the world, and establishing his kingdom on earth. But know this, great and rapid changes are just ahead because Satan knows that his time is short. He will unleash tremendous fury upon the earth. Don't be caught off guard. Before anything else, turn to Jesus in prayer right now. Ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins. You see, you missed the rapture in the first place because you were not ready. Make sure everything is right between you and God 
now. Salvation is still possible, but it will still be through faith in Jesus Christ. It will not be by joining a church, any church. It will not be by works. It will be by faith in Jesus Christ. That is the only way to find salvation. As I said earlier, Revelation chapter 7 tells us that 144,000 Jewish evangelists will be sealed by God and will be saved and there will be what the Bible calls a great multitude from every nation on earth who will be saved. So you won't be alone. I want you to know you won't be alone. You may feel lonely, but you won't be alone. Decide to stay true to Jesus Christ because your soul can still be saved. Number three, round up all the Bibles that you can find. Do it quickly. Soon the word of God will be confiscated and it will be destroyed. Keep a copy of God's word for yourself and hide others to be given to fellow uh, friends and neighbors who will come to Christ. They'll become fellow believers to you. When you read the word of God, let me give you some instruction now. Read the Old Testament prophetic book of Daniel. Then move to the New Testament book of Revelation. After you've read those two books, read Matthew 24, chapter 24, and Luke chapter 21, because these gospel passages act as a bridge between what Daniel says and what Revelation says, and they'll give you a clear picture of the things that are taking place right before your eyes. They will give you instruction on what to do and what not to do. So read the word of God. Study the word of God like you never have before. Hide the word of God in your heart. Number four, begin to pray. Begin a pattern of constant prayer. In other words, what you would not do before the rapture will become a must for you now. You must become a man. You must become a woman of prayer. You must begin to seek the face of God. Because there will be many confusing things that will be taking place during the great tribulation. You will need the Holy Spirit to give you discernment and clarity. That comes through prayer. You will hear all kinds of conflicting reports. And your heart will want to believe some of those reports. You'll want to believe some of those explanations. You will need the Holy Spirit to give you that clarity, to give you that discernment to show you what is true. You get that through prayer. You'd get it through prayer today. You will get it through prayer then. Prayer will strengthen your inner spirit. Prayer will give you endurance. You will need supernatural endurance, great endurance during the, the tribulation time. But God's spirit will give you that endurance. He will give you that inward strength. Pray and ask God for the power to overcome everything that's going on around you. Number five, share these instructions only with close and trusted friends. You may want to get a CD of this message. You may want to get copies of it and share it, but only give this message to those who are close personal friends that you can trust and then lead them to faith in Jesus Christ. Be a witness for Jesus Christ during the tribulation. You can take many souls with you to heaven. 
by being faithful as a witness, even though you miss the rapture, you can turn a negative into a positive. Remember again, Revelation 7 tells us that many will be saved during the tribulation. Thank God for his mercy. Thank God that he doesn't give up, but be careful and be wise who you talk to and what you share. Remember to meet together with other believers. You'll need to do it in secretive fashion, you'll, but you'll need their support because you will be watched as time goes on. The government will try to stamp out the Christian faith. It's coming. We're seeing foreshadowings of it now. It's coming. So be careful who you invite to your meetings after the rapture. It's important, and this is important for you to understand, that you do not trust or you do not join a growing world religion. It will be hailed as a saving religion, the only saving religion of the world. Everyone in the world will be mandated to join. It will be highly promoted by the government, but beware. It is headed up by a false prophet, what the Bible calls the false prophet. They'll probably take over all of the, the local church buildings, but it is the church of the Antichrist. It is called the harlot church in Revelation, and it will destroy your soul to be a part of it. So stay away from it. Number six, look for the emergence of a man called in Scripture the Antichrist. He will be a man of great promise, a leading personality of the world. He will build a media empire, no doubt. You'll see his face everywhere. The world will flock to him as the only one who can bring order back to the chaos that the world is experiencing. They will hail him as a new savior, but he is the Antichrist no matter what he says. No matter how much he talks a, a good talk, he's the Antichrist. The world won't call him the Antichrist, and, and he certainly won't call himself the Antichrist. He will promote himself as a man with the answers, a man in touch with God. He'll have great charisma, a great personality. He'll fool the masses, but don't you follow him. He will also control great military power, and he will make an alliance with the nation of Israel to be the protector of the Jewish people. He will deceive the masses into believing that he's a peacemaker. In fact, he will be called the supreme peacemaker. I want you to know that the Bible says that serving him in any way will cost you your soul. So look for him and don't follow him. Let me give you these instructions. Read Daniel chapter 7 and chapter 8. Read Daniel chapter 11. Then read Revelation chapters 13, 14, and 17. Because here you're going to find information about the Antichrist and what he intends to do. Number seven, do not receive the number of the Antichrist. You will be told to receive the mark, his mark, on your forehead or on the back of your hand. Every time you want to buy, every time you want to sell, scanners will pick up your number to make that possible. We all understand that. 
because we have cards now that make that happen. But scanners will be set up that can be that can pick up the, the, this mark that's been placed under your skin. Without the mark, you will not be able to do commerce. Without the mark, you will not be able to work. Without the mark, you'll not be able to make money. And those not receiving the mark will be reported and hunted down as criminals, the Bible says. A time limit will, will probably be set in place to receive this mark. Without it, you will become an enemy of the state. Without it, you will not be able to survive. You may be imprisoned. You may even be executed for your failure to receive the mark, but you hold firm. Revelation 14, 9 and 10 says, a third angel followed them and said in a loud voice, if anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark, on the forehead or the back of the hand, he too will drink of the wine of God's fury, which has been poured at full strength into the cup of his wrath. So angelic visitors will be dispatched, Revelation tells us, into the heavens to warn the world not to receive the mark of the Antichrist. Supernatural signs will also take place all over the world encouraging people not to take the mark. Most people will ignore these signs. They may mock these signs, but you must hold firm. Do not receive the mark. Remember, your soul can still be saved. Lastly, number eight, prepare for hard times. There will be hard times upon the earth. Food shortages, great changes in the environment will take place. The Bible tells us that the Antichrist will set up an image of himself in the temple in Jerusalem. And he will force, eventually, he will force everyone to worship it. At this particular time, he will break his covenant with Israel, his alliance with Israel. And he will come against the Jews in great fury. If you are still here at this time, you will know that you are in the middle of the tribulation period. Three and a half years remain until the second coming of Christ. The image he places in the temple is called by Jesus and also by the prophet Daniel, the abomination of desolation. It's, it's said that by Jesus in Matthew 24, 15. But do not worship the Antichrist. Do not worship his image. It means eternal death. Be aware that the world system will continually try to persuade you. If you are arrested... If you are charged for being a Christian or for refusing to receive the mark, you will probably be given time to receive it. You will be pressured to do so. You will be told that you will be set free if you do worship. You will be told that everything will be forgiven if you do worship the image. If you will just denounce Jesus, if you'll just take the mark, you may even be tortured. You may even be put to death unless you are prepared to deny Christ, but don't deny him because you can still be saved. Revelation chapter 13, verses 15 through 17, and chapter 20, verse 4, tell us about this. These scriptures are clear. You can be saved, and many will be through the tribulation, but you must endure the hardship because victory over the Antichrist is possible. And those who are victorious are called in the Bible overcomers. 
Now, that is what I have to share with you. Eight simple steps that can save your soul if you miss the rapture. This message was not meant to scare anyone. I have given this message because it is my understanding of the truth of God's word. I want to encourage you to give copies of this message to family and friends that you love, that you believe are not ready, or who are lukewarm in their faith. I want to encourage you to give that to them and tell them, after I'm gone, listen to this. You can be saved. My purpose in sharing this message today is genuinely to help people who are not ready for the rapture of the church, who still want to make heaven, who still want to know how to prepare for what is to come. But the fact is, the greatest way to prepare for the great tribulation is to be ready for the rapture of the church in the first place. What I'm saying to you right now is you don't have to go through this seven-year period of great tribulation. If you give your heart and life to Jesus and receive him as your Savior and make him your Lord and live, with him, live for him with passion, you will go in the rapture of the church and you will stand before the Lord and you will be a part of his eternal church and his eternal kingdom and you'll never have to worry about these things that happen on earth. And so I want to conclude this morning by giving every person that is here today the opportunity to make Jesus Christ your Savior and Lord. Would you bow your heads with me real quickly? And in these last moments of this service, if what I have shared with you scares you because you say, I don't know if I'm ready, you can walk out of here knowing that you're ready for Jesus to come. All you have to do is make a decision. If you feel that tug in your heart that God is speaking to you, this is the moment. That's the Holy Spirit. This is the moment that God's speaking to you. Here at Life Church, we pray that you have a blessed week. Please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or you can always go to lifechurchutah.com.